Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, We Go For It. We're sharing stories and observations for the boldly aspiring. This podcast is brought to you by Norman and Advancing Life Projects. Let us help you advance your life project. Well, thanks for joining us on our 365-day Best Wishes for You series. I know, that's a long name. This is episode 71, and our wish of the day is relatively short, but quite meaningful. May you never sabotage yourself by thinking in reverse. You know, I think it was the great Bob Proctor who said that most people back into life dragging all their luggage with them. Now, that's not actually a very compelling image. It's not. It's actually a pretty unflattering picture for anyone. Can you imagine when you're, if you're at the airport and you're rather than effortlessly towing your bag or using a caddy or whatever, that you find yourself dragging it across the floor, trying to move forward, but you're always looking back, dragging all your old baggage with you. Now, what does this image represent, and how does it relate to the idea of thinking in reverse? Well, in order to get a bit more clarity on this, we need to talk about the power of paradigms. Now, what are paradigms? Well, paradigms are mental models. They are habitual thoughts and habitual ways of thinking and reacting to things, to things, to people, and to the events around us. Paradigms serve an important function because they help us make sense of the world around us. We can reasonably know, quote-unquote, what to expect. So paradigms are very important. Um, They actually help us to move through our day without a lot of interruption. They provide a certain sense of expectation. We know what's coming. We know what to expect to a certain degree. Now, you see, our paradigms are formed both genetically and from our experiences, especially from our experiences. You see, these are the lessons that are learned from authoritative figures, parents, teachers, sports coaches, and in fact, any role model we have chosen to listen to in earnest back in the the late 1970s, actually, when I was following the, the New York Yankees, the baseball team back in the late 70s when they were... Uh, winning pennants and winning World Series championships, I decided that those 25 people would be role models for me. Role models as an athlete, role models as a competitor, and I followed all their stories. I followed their lives, I followed what was going on in the newspaper, and I chose to listen to them, to listen, quote-unquote, to them, to follow them in earnest, and to learn from them. And that helped shape certain paradigms that I now carry into middle to old age. Now, these paradigms can be extremely useful. You see, they keep us out of trouble, and they keep us from getting hurt. A child does not have to be burned twice to know that it is better not to touch a lit candle, for example. So our paradigms are also 
determined by experience. Now, they tie in closely with our expectations, how we expect a certain objective reality to turn out based on certain actions from our side. If I do this, this will happen. If I don't do this, this will happen or it won't happen. You see, we couldn't get through our day without these expectations. But here's a question. What happens if and when our expectations are based on false information at the start of the process? The information that we've based ourselves on is wrong. What if our paradigms are an inaccurate view of the world? Well, in that case, we have to change them. You see, one, that I, one, one, one example that I often, often comes to mind when I think about paradigms or preparing podcasts such as this one is working hard versus working smart and leveraging one's network. Now, when I was a kid growing up, we were told you had to work hard and that if you work hard, you'll win. Now, that was only partially true. They were only giving me a part of the paradigm or a part of the picture. Not only do you have to work hard, which means you have to put in effort, but you have to work smart. Now, working smart is an extremely broad term, and it can mean different things to different people, which means it can mean different things to you based on your abilities, based on your motivation, based on your purpose. The other part we had here in terms of working hard versus working smart and leveraging one's network, nobody ever wins alone. There's nobody on earth who has ever made it on their own. We've all had help. We're all standing on the shoulders of others who've come before us, those who support us, those who we've learned who we've learned from. You know, and in this particular example, when we're using a paradigm that is either completely inaccurate or is only partially right, we keep knocking our head against that wall using outdated, inappropriate, or flat out wrong solutions over and over again. And then we wonder why the wall hasn't come crashing down. And on top of that, we've developed such a splitting headache. It reminds me of the infamous Willie Loman in the play by uh, Tennessee Williams, Death of a Salesman. He believes that material wealth and popularity are the keys to happiness. And these misleading beliefs lead him to a tragic end. His whole life was based on a false premise, and this eventually led him to a literal bankruptcy, and in the end, his end. You see, the only way we can change this vicious cycle is by analyzing and changing our ways of thinking. That's, all we, that's how we have to do it. We have to analyze and change our ways of thinking. How am I thinking about things? Now, how do we figure this all out? Well, in a nutshell, we study. We study ourselves, our relationships with ourselves, our relationships with our goals, our relationships with others. You can see there's, I put a, quite a bit of emphasis on relationships, on how we're dealing with ourselves, our goals, and others. We study our results. Where am I? What have I achieved so far? We study ways of better understanding ourselves and fine-tuning our thinking 
in order to understand what is really most important in our lives and the way to best live that life we have decided upon. In other words, we actively grow. Now, when we talk about study, I think a lot of us think that studying is, you know, going to going to school and sitting in front of a boring teacher and reading boring books, but that, not necessarily. You, you know, there are so many different ways to study. We can read, listen to podcasts, watch videos, observe, observe ourselves, observe our chosen role models. You know, I... I really believe that we live in a wonderful time. The our, Despite what our senses tell us and what we think is going on in the world that is so horrible, I think we're living in a really wonderful time. And one of the manifestations of it, if we choose to look at it this way and to make it work this way, is that each and every one of us carries a high-powered computer in our pocket. Now, <clears throat> I'm old enough to remember cassette tapes. Even even more than that, I'm old enough to remember the portable record player, which was a, a, a record player. It would play vinyl, okay, and you could listen to it in your car. You would crank this baby up and you would listen to it in your car. And this was a big deal back in the early to mid-60s. You had portable record player. Then we graduated to cassette players. There was the brief, the brief moment of the eight-track cassette, which didn't last very long. Then we have the Walkman. And now, what have we got? Well, we've got a personal device, each and every one of us, that is connected to the internet all the time. All the time. We don't see even before when people were buying these records and playing them on the portable record players or buying cassettes, you had to buy the information and it was just limited to the little cassette or the, or the record or whatever that you actually physically bought. Nowadays, practically for free, you can access just about any kind of information that you want. And it's right there. And judging by the number of people who I see on the train on a daily basis, heads down, focusing on their phones, they know how to use them. Now, are we using them to the best of our, to our own, in our own best interest? That I don't know. You see, there really is no excuse not to learn something new and useful about our world and our relationship and our relationship to it every day. You see, the tools to make study palatable, they're there. It's up to us to decide how and towards what end we wish to use them. We can use them for recreational purposes only, which, from my point of view, would be a tragic shame, or we can leverage their potential to the max as the ever-curious, hungry, lifelong students we were born to be. In the end, you choose. And as we part ways, I share my sincere wish with you. May you never sabotage yourself by thinking in reverse. 
Until next time, take care, be kind to yourselves and each other, and remember that ultimately, you hold the key. Thanks for your time.